Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. One, two, three. is now. ESPN Radio. Just crazy thinking that the world is round. Wild. What's up, everybody? Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Maybe a little Dave Matthews band heavy today. If you don't like it, I don't care. If you do like it, you do love it, you do love the Dave Matthews band, we got a pair of passes for you Saturday night, Gorge Amphitheater. Keep those texts coming in, 406 888 1029. That's 888 uh, All the uh, texts, courtesy of the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. You text us your favorite Dave Matthews Band song, and uh, we will uh, pick a winner for those passes here about uh, 545, so about 40 minutes uh, from now. So, Andrew, just in case, uh, I my phone is over here, so... Uh, if, if you're texting me, I got it plugged into the wall, and uh, you do not have the uh, Apple. So uh, do you have Ryan's number? If so, I can. Uh, if not, I can send it to you here uh, via email. Ryan Tutel is going to join us here on just a quick minute. He is the former co-host of this show, and uh, we're going to talk all things Grizz and Bobcat football plus uh, some NFL as well. If you missed anything in the first hour uh, of the show, you can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is uh, proudly presented by the M Store, the Advocates, and the Montana State uh, Bookstore. The first hour of the show today, Brad Laird, the head coach of Northwestern State, the Demons play here in Missoula on Saturday afternoon. We also heard from Tommy Malott, sophomore quarterback for Montana State. And we talked some Major League Baseball storylines. Lucas Johnson, Grizz Star of the Week, coming up here uh, about 5.30. Recorded for, with Lucas earlier today, so we'll get some insight on the San Diego's transfer, the opening day starter for the Montana Grizzlies. So quarterback bookends here. Uh, look forward to that. This is uh, Nuanas Now. I am Coulter Nuanas. We are coming to you through the ESPN Montana studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated and proud to say so for more than 15 years. Uh, 
proud to be locally owned and operated for all of that time. We're going to dive in here to our ESPN Roundtable. Ryan Tutel, former co-host of this show, joining us here live on Nuanas Now. The ESPN Roundtable is presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls is a wonderful place to gather with both family and friends. They have 30 big screen TVs, 18 draft beers, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, plus a full-service casino and a Sportsbet Montana kiosk. Open 7 a.m. to midnight, seven days a week on the south side of town there, 3621 Brook Street, Paradise Falls, uh, Missoula's coolest hotspot. We go now to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in the guy who brought me to this chair, the guy who uh, got me into radio full-time and a guy I miss every day, former co-host of this show, Ryan Tutel. Gus, what's up, my man? How you doing? Hello, Coulter. Oh, it is just fantastic to be back on with you, man. I've missed you forever, and everybody else out there in uh, ESPN land, uh, this feels good. Well, you uh, have carved out a new existence here. You've somehow found a way to retire before you turn 40, uh, drive around the country for two years when gas has never been so expensive, and uh, just be a, a homeschool dad. Tell the people about it. And now you maybe maybe settling down, maybe have a little bit of a roots back here in the Treasure State. What's up? Give people the update. Yeah, well, it's easy to settle down when your RV breaks. You know, you don't really have a choice. <laughs> that's, now right, just, that's right. Now you're just in an immobile home, and that's the way it goes. But, yeah, happily, uh, we did make it back to Montana. I am, uh, I, not to make everybody green with envy, but I am staring out over the mighty Flathead Lake and into the missions as we speak. So I've got a pretty good perch here, uh, and uh, it's not mine. And that's the key to all of this. If you want to do this on a budget, people, use others. That's the way that you get it done. So, um, I, uh, yeah, we've been, we've been all over, man. In the last 18 months, we put, I don't know, 40,000, 45,000 miles on the, uh, the old truck and trailer tooling around the country. We had a, a, a three-month stop in South Africa visiting uh, family and friends there and uh, checking out the, uh, the animals on the other side of the world. That was uh, outstanding and, and very happy to be back in Montana, I must say. Ryan Tutel joining us here on the ESPN Roundtable, presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. All right, let's talk some NFL first. Uh, the big news on the Montana level of things, and we touched on this on the top of the show yesterday, but it's it's an incredible story, especially when you know the individual stories of many of the guys. It's been a tumultuous last couple of years for college football players across the country, and it's been particularly peculiar uh, for the Big Sky Conference and in the state of Montana, especially at Montana State with the departure of Jeff Choate in the midst of uh, delays and cancellations and reschedulings. But now, yesterday, cut day in the NFL, and when the dust settled, you had five former Montana State Bobcats, including four that played on last year's team that went to the Mon- uh, went to the national championship game. Excuse me. Plus Alex Singleton, who's slated to start for the Broncos for the third year in a row. But Troy Anderson, no doubt about it, he was gonna. But he did. He made the Atlanta Falcons active roster. Daniel Hardy, a seventh round draft pick, made the Los Angeles Rams roster. As did Lance McCutcheon, a Bozeman High School product. Lewis Kidd. A former offensive lineman uh, at MSU. He made the New Orleans Saints active roster. So that's your five Bobcats. Former Grizz wide receiver, Samari Torre, who spent last season as a grad transfer at Nebraska. He uh, landed on the Green Bay Packers, a seventh-round draft pick. He makes the active roster. Dylan Cook, a native of Butte, Montana, who played last year for the Grizzlies. He got cut by Tampa Bay, but he signed to the practice squad. 
And then Kevin Cassis, he is still awaiting his fate. He, he made it through waivers. Now he's awaiting to see if he makes a practice squad. But all indications are that he might make it there in Seattle. He's a, a former Bobcat wide receiver as well, so that would give you six Bobcats uh, in the NFL. But there's already five on active rosters, including four rookies. Gus, I'm going to ask you about the guy who's playing for your Green Bay Packers. Uh, kind of cool for you, right? I mean, we've had Samari Torrey on the show when you were the co-host before, and the guy you followed with the Grizz. I think probably your last Grizz home game at ESPN was when Samari Torrey went nuts against Southeastern Louisiana back there in yeah. 2019. So uh, what do you think? What do you think of the fit with Torrey and, and A-Rodge? Well, I, I I think the fit for Torrey couldn't be better. Right? I, I think that uh, he found himself a great spot because not only is it Aaron Rodgers who's throwing the football, but the depth chart to me is completely up for grabs in Green Bay and may very well be week to week. You know, it might be just the guy who either on game day or maybe throughout the course of the week, Aaron Rodgers decides that he trusts this guy because that, that is it's it's sort of a strength and potentially sometimes a flaw of Aaron Rodgers is that he just goes to the guys that he thinks are dependable, that he can trust to be in the right spot. Uh, obviously, that's been Devontae Adams for about the last five years, and now it's not going to be. And so he's got to find who that's going to be. But it opens up, I think, uh, a ton of competition. Obviously, uh, uh, Christian Watson has been sort of banged up in the number of the second round pick out of NDSU. So he's, you know, still working, I think, into it. And I, I also think, you know, it's hard sometimes from where where we sit, especially when we were following, well, I was, you are, uh, you know, FCS football and thinking about projections into the NFL. I mean, it's hard enough from Alabama and Auburn to say nothing of Austin P and, you know, Montana State of, you know, what are these guys going to look like? And you see guys that are world beaters in, uh, you know, in FCS, at the FCS level, and sometimes they're that and better at the next level. And sometimes you just go, well, this guy just can't, he, he can't get it done. Like he's just not a, an NFL type of player. But for guys like Samari Toure, Lance McCushion, and, and obviously Troy Anderson as well, when you watch them play in the preseason, you go, man, like I didn't know for, a, for, for the first, I don't know, handful of plays what number Samari was and then I'm like man 83 is pretty good like he's got and then I'm like oh that's that's Samari Torre okay well that's that says something like you see the size you see the flash a little bit of the speed that he's got and and uh, you think all right we'll see does it, what does that mean in terms of like you know where does he actually land does he even stick with the team for the year and all that kind of stuff who can say but to be there I think it's a really good landing spot for him certainly Ryan Tutel joining us here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio our former co-host here at ESPN uh, it's also streaming live on SWX Montana Television and the ESPN Montana app. Uh, all right, let's talk some division uh, by division. And maybe not go through all the divisions. I actually just want to ask you a broad question. We yeah. used to argue about the best division in the NFL. Now I think that uh, you got basically two options, and they're both out west. Uh, do you agree with me yeah. though, that the two most competitive divisions in the NFL are out west? And, and what do you think of both the AFC and the NFC West this year? Yeah, well, I think that for the first time in a while, the NFC West has been overtaken in terms of the top spot of the toughest division in yep. football by the AFC West. Uh, and the AFC West is so good. The only other one I would throw in there is the AFC North. Sure. Uh, I mean, you talk about the Steelers, the Bengals, who were the, just the representative you know, in the Super Bowl yeah. uh, for the AFC. What I think the Ravens will be with hopefully not 
14 year-ending, you know, uh, injuries before the season even starts. And, uh, okay, then you have the anchor of the Cleveland Browns, fine. But that's a very good division, too. But, yeah, I mean, it's wild to think about what, you know, what the quarterback slash offenses look like in the AFC West when you now throw Russell Wilson in there at Denver. And Denver, I mean, they built a very good core. I mean, people who haven't followed the Broncos as such, I don't think appreciate how good that defense is, how good some of the skill position players are, and what they're going to have as a one-two punch uh, in in their running backs. Uh, And now you introduce Russell Wilson into it, and I think they have the makings of, of being... You know, maybe maybe the uh, like the most improved team in the NFL in terms of record of what they might do. Well, the problem is you still got to play the Chiefs. You got to play the Chargers. It feels like is everybody's kind of dark horse slash sweetheart to make a Super Bowl run, and uh, and obviously Oakland and what they've done in this off season. And I think people are kind of I don't know. People feel to me. You tell me if if you feel the same way where people were kind of hot and cold on Derek Carr and they right. like. You know they kind well, of Tom like Brady, him Tom Brady hates him, like, obviously. Oh. Tom, Tom Brady, hates him. yeah. But Tom Brady hates anybody who gets selected over him. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. Um, but you know, then I think a lot of people felt like he kind of hit his ceiling, uh, you know, at some level, and it's sure. like, okay, well, this is kind of he's good, but he's just that's it. He's only good. And now all of a sudden, I think people are like, yeah, he's pretty good, actually. You know, and he's tough. He's he's overcome a bunch of injuries, so. You know, I think I still think that the Raiders are the biggest question mark in the division. Um, but that's a pretty, I mean, that's a pretty high floor if you're talking about them being maybe the fourth team. If if you even think that, I don't know. But yeah, that's a that's a heck of a division. And I think uh, the AFC in general, the AFC is just insane, man. Totally. I mean, across the board from Buffalo to to you know Pittsburgh and Cincy which we already talked about and you just got like you just got teams all over the place it's going to be a crazy conference this season you want us now ESPN radio Ryan Tutel joining us on the Rangers Brothers RV phone line it is our ESPN round table and yeah I mean that that's how I sort of gauge the strength of of each division and uh the AFC North is going to be competitive but I think that the only team from the AFC West that's uh worse than the Cleveland Browns and Pittsburgh Steelers is the Seattle Seahawks. I don't think there is a team in the AFC West that's worse than, the, worse than those two teams. So, I, you know, I, I think that the Browns and Steelers could both be okay. I think the Ravens and the Bengals both probably have inside tracks uh, at playoffs, or at least they, their playoff aspirations are certainly real. But I think every team from the AFC West uh, can make the playoffs. And I think that uh, with the exception of the Seahawks, I think the NFC West uh, is the exact same uh, way. Let's talk some well, well, the, go for, Go ahead. Uh, well, I was just going to say the crazy thing about it is that with the new structuring of the postseason, it's literally true that every team from the AFC West could go to the postseason. I mean, that, that would be wild when you know that you have to play. Like, it's a zero-sum game inside the division, right? You're going to have an even number of wins and losses, uh, barring a tie, of course, but, you know, between the two games that you play with one another. But those four teams could all be better than the next best team from the right. next division you right. know, over. And so it would be, it would be crazy, but it, it, it's, it's not entirely impossible that that happens. So it, I wouldn't predict it. Right. To tell here on Nuanas now. Uh, so let's talk some big sky conference football. We're going to flip the script. Now we're going to go back to the O the old school, bring it. OG, like the kids like to say, yeah. uh, <laughs> y- you, you tell me what do you, what are you thinking right now about both the Grizz and the Bobcats, the Big Sky Conference, but also 
uh, what sort of inquiries do you have? Because I know you've been following along and, and uh, you know, listening and, and reading when you can, but uh, obviously you haven't been around to see any, any of these guys in, in live and in person in a little while. So uh, what are you thinking right now? What are you wondering about when it comes to the Big Sky Conference and particularly Montana, Montana State? Yeah, for Montana, my question is, who's their quarterback? Montana's quarterback. I mean, that's what I'm – Montana's quarterback is going to be Lucas Johnson, who's a super senior, a transfer yeah. from San Diego State. The guy has been in college so long that he was recruited to San Diego State by Bobby Houck when Bobby Houck was still there. He didn't go to San Diego State. He went to Georgia Tech. He spent several years at Georgia Tech, then transferred back to San Diego State, played what he thought was his senior season last year, decided to take an extra year of eligibility. Now he's up here as a sixth-year senior uh, for hey, the University of Montana. Uh, he's coming up on the show here. Uh, in about 15, 20 minutes. So we'll hear from Lucas Johnson, new Grizz quarterback here in a minute. Uh, but the only thing I can really tell you about Lucas Johnson, because it's been impossible to add, to evaluate this Grizz team, because their defense is just so yeah. damn good. They just whoop, I mean, they just whoop the, the offensive practice every day. And Lucas Johnson's looked fine. But I think that what you need to know about Lucas Johnson is, one, uh, he's the elder statesman. I think he's the oldest guy on the team. Two, he's been around Division One football for six years. Three, he has a relationship with Bobby Houck that goes back a long time. And four, they are hitching their wagon to him big time. He is in the front and center of their schedule poster. He's a team captain. Mm. They're letting him do, uh, you know, midday interviews with me. Well, I mean, that never happens in yeah, Bobby Houck's program. I mean, so th- I mean that's just, this is wild. I mean, it shows you, though, how much Coach Houck trusts him, right? I mean, you know, Coach Houck's not letting anybody just come on the, the radio during the middle of the afternoon, but uh, Lucas Johnson you know, texts me right from his cell phone and says, let's roll. So I think they have a lot of trust in him. I think he's very mature. And the fact he's a captain, I think, probably uh, risen to a leadership role there for the Grizz. Yeah, no doubt. Well, and we, we know, too, right, about Coach Houck that it doesn't always have to be, you know, he doesn't believe that the quarterback always has to be the number one alpha captain type of guy. If you have that, it's great. But, you know, when you're walking in cold, no matter what personality type or even skill level uh, that, you know, that, that a player might have, you have guys who've been here for three, four, five years on the team that you got to walk into that locker room and sort of, you know, meld with uh, as a quarterback. And so I think that dynamic will be pretty interesting. And for him to be a captain already and all that kind of stuff seems like it, it probably has happened. And the announcement yesterday of, of him winning the starting job over Chris Brown is probably not entirely surprising given the history that was there and the recruiting to get him here. And it's probably fair. I mean, when, when I, when I walked out, it looked like Chris, you know, Brown was sort of waiting in the wings and probably still is. Um, but you know, it's, it's, that's the nature of college football. I mean, if you can get, if you can out recruit a position as a coach, it's kind of what you're supposed to do, you know, or at least if you feel like you have, and yet uh, probably also feel pretty good about, you know, if you need to put somebody else in there, you have an injury situation or a game plan kind of calls for it, you get another guy and you, you go play ball that way. So uh, obviously that's going to be a, a point of interest for everybody, always the, the quarterback position, but especially somebody that, you know, Grizz fans have not seen before uh, and see how he plays. And obviously a guy who's, I think, what did you say, he's 38 years old. So that's pretty good <laughs> to uh, get a, a veteran in there uh, playing football for you. And then when I look at Montana State, my question, and it's, it's, it's a, it is a question to you, it's also sort of rhetorical, but you outlined it, man. How many how many Montana State Bobcats from that team are in the league? Like four, five. Yeah, that's right. Guys? Five five guys on active rosters. Four from last year's graduating class alone, which is the most in their school's history, and uh, four rookies on NFL rosters gives Montana State 
uh, tied with only North Dakota State and uh, I believe South Dakota State uh, for FCS yeah. teams in terms of NFL players. So you're right. I mean, a, an unbelievable amount of talent there uh, from but Bozeman I, to the NFL. I mean, when you talk about, I mean, sometimes it just all comes together. You know what I mean? And on the one hand, you got to tip your cap completely to Jeff Choate and the ability that he and his staff did in recruiting to get a class like that together. Also, you just get lucky because Troy Anderson happened to be the age he was when he was born and <laughs> grew up in Dillon. You know what I yeah, mean? And right. like, so you just like that stuff, just like you can't plan for that. You can't go recruit like it just happens. And so um, there is there was there was fate. There was luck. There was skill. There was all of it that came together to create what in I mean, I, I, in my mind is the greatest football team in the history of Montana State, nothing against the 84 team that won the whole thing, but I mean, yep. if you talk about modern-day football, and for them to do what they did, not just go into the national championship, not just the, the success that they had on the field, but the the type of group that was to come together is, is wild. And then, to actually have their senior year under a brand new head coach, I do give Coach Vegan a ton of credit, by the way, for being a very different personality type, a very different voice from Jeff Choate, and still taking that group and doing what he did with it. But my question, to uh, get to it in a long-winded fashion as per usual, what are they now, right? Yeah. Because this is now Vegan's second year. There's still you know, a lot of kids. You kind of have the brackish waters of recruiting, some guys that were there before, and then a lot of new guys as well. And to have somebody like Tommy Malott being the guy, I think, does a lot to sort of anchor the ship at, a, at an important position. But nonetheless, um, that team, you and I could have coached that team, not saying to a national championship, <laughs> but they would have been good, man, because they're just they're good. Like, they're just better than everybody else when it comes to talent and the, the, the way that they were brought up and built to play. So where is this team now? And a lot of times those teams have a – it's a legacy that you see on the field, right? The yep. team after team after team, when the the young guys learn from the old guys, and it gets passed on down, and it's so you know it's a new coach or whatever. But this is how we do things. And if that was, you know, was it a long enough run to establish something like that? That's what I want to find out. You know what I mean? Because you're not going to have Troy Anderson playing ball. You don't have Lance McCutcheon on the outside. Okay, but do you have guys that understand? what it took and what it takes to do what they did and do it again and replicate that and keep building that thing. And, and, and that's a very open question to me. I don't know the answer to it, but it's going to be fun to find out. Nuan is now ESPN Radio Round. Tutel joining us here on the ESPN Roundtable. It's going to be about 100 degrees in the shade at Washington Grizzly Stadium on Saturday afternoon. So if you are going to the game, wear a hat, bring an umbrella, bring a fan, drink water, all the good stuff. You know, I'm not trying to be your mom, but, uh, we don't need people passing out and dying at the Grizz game. It's supposed to be a fun Saturday, so everybody take care Man. of yourselves. But if you need someone to go watch the game and cool, go to Paradise Falls. They have uh, 36 big screen TVs. They're going to be showing the Grizz game at 1 p.m., the Bobcat game at 6 p.m., and a uh, whole bunch of other stuff in between. Big kickoff for college football, and they'll have uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner specials down there uh, at Paradise Falls. Gus, I, you would never be able to survive 100 degrees. It's supposed to be 94 oh, on Saturday in Missoula. You know me very well. I will be at Paradise Falls 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. for the whole run. <laughs> do not touch me. Do not talk to me. Do not move me. I'm not going out there. I would so much rather go to Washington Grizzlies Stadium at 10 below for a playoff game 
than at a hundred degrees for you know for a summertime game. I'll pass on that every time. I'll take ESPN Plus on the big screen in the uh, climate-controlled environment. Thank you very much. Well, I'll answer your question about the Bobcats and then ask you one last question to get you out of here. I think that last year, I, I think so. Uh, last year was a completely unique situation, right? Because usually, uh, when when you're taking over a head coaching job, you're taking over for a guy that got fired, so you're trying to rebuild it. That was not the right. case. In fact, Montana State was in the Final Four in Jeff Choate's final season in 2019. So last year, it was all about a leadership transition. What Brent Vegan did better than I ever expected or anticipated that he would was he anointed those guys as the leaders of the program, and he just tried to stay out of the way. He was a steady hand steering the ship. He made the ultimately uh, successful decision to bench Matt McKay, which then ended up uh, causing Matt McKay to transfer, and Tommy Mallott takes over as the starting quarterback in the playoffs. Uh, Brent Vegan was able to rebound from an embarrassing effort at the Cat-Grizz game where they got absolutely wiped by the Grizzlies here in Missoula and lead his team on the greatest playoff run in school history. I mean, people forget, that win at Sam Houston, that is the first, last, and only road playoff win in the history of Montana State football. It's indisputably Mm. the greatest win in their program's history when it comes to the playoffs. people, People would say South Dakota State at home, but you just beat the defending national champions, and you can say, okay, they played the spring season, and they were you know, playing their 27th game of the year, whatever it was. It doesn't matter. You beat an undefeated team on a 20, 20-something game winning streak at their home barn, and it was the first road playoff win in school history. So a paramount win for sure. This year, though, I think this is what I'm going to consider Brent Vegan's first season now because it is now his team. He brought in a ton of transfers from various Mountain West connections that he cultivated during his seven years there uh, at Wyoming. They have a quarterback who they believe, they internally believe that they have the best quarterback in the country. That remains to be seen if Tommy Mallott can become that right now. I do think that's his ceiling if he can get there. If it's now, though, that's going to be an impressive, impressive uh, transformation because he was good last year, but if he is lights out like that, uh, watch out. Montana State's going to be dang good. I think the Cats are going to be really good. Uh, I think that the Cat-Grizz game in Bozeman in November is going to be for the conference championship, uh, barring some sort of catastrophe or injury uh, that that knocks Montana State off. But uh, Ryan Tutel joining us here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN Roundtable. We'll get you out of here on this, Gus, because you're right. Last year's Montana State squad was not only, in my estimation and in your estimation, the greatest Bobcat team of all time, it was also the most talented team or one of the three most talented teams probably that I've ever covered in my 16 years covering the Big Sky Conference. The only two others that are yep. peers to that are, are like the, the, that stretch of guys from 2008 to 2009, or 2007, I should say, to 2009 at Montana. I'd say the 07 and 08 teams are the two best teams I've covered at Montana. And then the Cooper Cup Eastern Washington squads, 2015-2016 there at EWU. I mean, those were the most talent-laden teams that I can remember. My question for you, though, is this, Ryan. If I mean, we both agree that's one of the most talented teams we've seen in Montana at the Big Sky Conference level. They had transcendent, unbelievable, once-in-a-generation type athletes like Troy Anderson. And yet they still got absolutely smacked in the national championship game. So... Am I justified in being disheartened thinking, man, I just saw one of the best teams I've ever seen. They went to Frisco and lost 38-10. I guess the question is, are we getting to the point where it's almost a consensus that North Dakota State's dominance is uh, at the same time almost unsurmountable, but also perhaps not the best thing in the world for the FCS, the way that they've been able to dominate the division? No. You, you love there. it. You love it still. I, 
Uh, here's the thing. I mean, I, what, I don't love it or hate it. It's not. It's not. It's not about that. But if you're asking sure. me just the objective question, is it good or bad for the FCS? The answer right. is it's good. Yeah. Because if you want people who don't care or are not invested or do not live around FCS football, don't think you know that it's interesting to find out. And then you get North Dakota State, who now everybody in in football, everybody that follows college football knows about North Dakota State. You know, you got you got Trey Lance, who's starting for the San Francisco 49ers, walking right out the door after, what, two seasons or whatever, one season of playing at North Dakota State. He's starting in the NFL. You got three quarterbacks in the league. What, what other school in the country has three quarterbacks in the NFL right now? I, I don't know. I don't know if there is one. There might be, but I don't know of it. I, 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 don't, being, I think they're one of only four schools that have had two different quarterbacks drafted in the in the top ten picks uh, in the last five or six right. years. I mean, th- there's no right. schools that have that. I mean, I can't think of any. So, look, I mean, we all we all know the juggernaut that NDSU is and all of that stuff, but if the question is, is it good or bad, the answer is it's good. And does Tommy Malott getting hurt on the first series of the game probably doesn't change the outcome of the football game, but I do think it changes the complexion drastically, and yeah. I think it makes it interesting. Moreover... North Dakota State, while they have beat Montana State handily and just about everybody else every time they've played them, they they have had some games that they, quote, shouldn't have won and did, which you give, you give them credit for doing it, but it's not like it wasn't competitive. I mean, Cooper Cup had them dead to rights two different times uh, and, uh, and, and, and didn't, you know, couldn't get it done ultimately. But, you know, they, there will be times. I mean, you look at UConn women's basketball. Who's ever been more dominant than GORM at UConn with the women's basketball team? Nobody, ever. And yet, we're at a point where they're a top five team, maybe, you know, but they're not the consensus number one, won 126 games in a row or whatever. Why? Because things do change. And they change because you just keep going with them and, and people catch up. Maybe maybe it, maybe it's a, a certain shift of another program coming along uh, and, and equaling figuring it out and equaling what NDSU has done. It hasn't happened yet, but that day is coming. And until it happens, NDSU gets to be a story. It gets to be sort of the, the, um, the, the beacon of the entire conference or the entire level of football nationwide. And then when they get caught, you're going to have a brand new and really, really intriguing storyline, right? It's like, well, are they fading or are they being caught? Who's the team to do it? Is it a Montana or a big sky school or is it from somewhere else? maybe within their own conference. Is it, you know, how, how is it happening? Why is it happening? But for the time being, it may not be fun, but it's good for, it's good for FCS football. Ryan Tuto, good to have him back, man. Gus, thanks for being also with us. Also Gus, by the way. Yeah, also people Gus. People listening to you, you call me Ryan, you call me Gus, which are both true, but nobody really can figure it out. So, yeah, I got two names, all right? So, there you go. What's you're, you you're the mystery man. You're the mystery guest. You're the mystery yeah. name. It's all of it. Ryan. It's just so I can get extra credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> have no fear. Ryan will be joining us uh, sporadically, but uh, semi-often during the uh, fall football season, both here during the week on Nuanas Now and during our college game day pregame show. Uh, down there at the Chamber of Commerce parking lot before each Grizz football game. Gus, thanks for being here, man. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Good to be with you, bud. Lucas Johnson, Grizz quarterback. He's our Grizz Star of the Week. Montana's gunslinger joins us next. Keep it right here. 1029 ESPN Missoula. 
Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. It's new on is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. If that song gets played on Saturday night, you got to take a video and you got to message it to our Instagram. What's up, everybody? Nuana's Now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Coming to you here on your Wednesday. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We got about, I'm going to give you about 10 more minutes. 406-888-1029. Text us your favorite Dave Matthews Band song. 406-888-1029. That's going to get you entered in to win two passes to Saturday night's show at the Gorge Amphitheater in George, Washington. Dave Matthews Band back again, back at it. One of the best live music acts, I'd say, ever, truly. I mean, if you've never seen them live, I don't care if you like them or hate them, they're unbelievably good live. So uh, if you want to go over there to the Gorge, 406-888-1029, what is your favorite Dave Matthews Band song? We'll give you about 10 more minutes to get those texts. Keep on flowing in. Well, the debut of our second season now of our Grizz Star of the Week. Thanks for tuning in. It's Nuana's Now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN Montana app. Each Wednesday during the 5.30 segment, we will have an appearance from a Grizz football player. Most of the time, it'll be right after practice, but today we're pre-recording this a little earlier on your Wednesday because the Grizz, they're a day ahead when it comes to game prep, and uh, it's game week. Northwestern State coming to town on Saturday. We're joined now on the uh, Rangers Brothers RV phone line by New Grizz quarterback Lucas Johnson. He's a transfer from San Diego State, started his career at Georgia Tech, and now playing his final college football season here uh, in the state of Montana. Lucas, what's up, my man? Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. First and foremost, let's just talk about your path. Uh, There's such a crazy thing going on throughout college football when it comes to uh, these extra years of eligibility and the guy's ability to stay in school for a year or two longer. And uh, here you, you are now as a, a super-duper senior here uh, playing your last season in Montana. So uh, what has kept you coming back to the game? What do you love about football? And just take people through your journey from going Georgia Tech, San Diego State, now to Montana. Yeah, well, I mean, the first thing I'll say is I'm just blessed to be able to have the opportunity to just play as long as I can. I know a lot of people, you know, haven't had the opportunity and. You know, it's just something that I want to take advantage of. I mean, I've been playing this game since I was a kid. So, you know, every year I'm eligible allowed to play, you know, I was going to take it. And, you know, just starting my career at uh, Georgia Tech was, you know, it was a great experience. Uh, you know, I then ended up transferring to San Diego State back home to, you know, play for the home team and in front of my family. 
And then, uh, you know, we had a good year last year. And then, uh, yeah, this year ended up uh, coming back to play with uh, Coach Hauk, which is funny because he actually recruited me out of high school. So, you know, me and him already had a, a really good relationship. And, you know, just that's how things happen. And I'm up here playing for the Grizzlies. And, you know, I couldn't be more happier. When Montana first landed on your radar, and I know you have a previous relationship with Coach Houck, but what were some of the main selling points and what did you like about the Grizz football program? What made it alluring to you to want to spend your last year here in Missoula? I think it's just the championship caliber uh, program here. And, and, you know, the culture here is amazing. And, you know, it, you, you really, it really sells itself. I mean, you see the stadium, you see it packed out every home game. And, you know, uh, just the winning culture, you know, it was, it was really uh, – something I was looking for and, you know, it just found out to be a good spot for me. How would you describe uh, your skill set? I've gotten a chance to watch you over uh, the last couple weeks of fall camp. Uh, You're very talented and I've enjoyed watching you operate the Grizz offense, but a lot of people, they haven't seen you yet and uh, they'll see you for the first time on Saturday. What, What sort of things do you like to pride your game on playing quarterback? You know, I just like to make plays. Uh, you know, you just got to make the smart decision and, you know, with the guys I'm playing with here, you just really got to get them the ball, and, and, and they're going to make the play for you. I mean, we got a lot of talented receivers. Uh, we got a good old line and, and talented running backs. So, really, my job is just, you know, get them the ball and, and let them go make plays. And how about the group around you? There's a lot of uh, younger up-and-coming receivers. Uh, most of the guys that are on the outside are going to be sophomores, but you do have a couple seniors there and Mitch Roberts, who, by the way, was just named a captain along with Lucas Johnson, who joins us here uh, on our Grizz Star of the Week. And uh, also you have Malik Flowers as well, one of the fastest guys in the Big Sky Conference. So what do you think of your weapons on the outside, or what do you liked about the chemistry you've been able to form with the Grizz wide receivers so far? Yeah, I mean, I think all the guys are awesome. I think uh, Mitch, Malik, you know, they, they, they helped me come in, help me with plays, you know, since they were already the seniors coming in. And I think um, the guys outside are, are very talented. I mean, I think anybody that steps on the field has a chance to make a play. And uh, so, you know, like I said, it's just my job to get them the ball and, you know, let them do what they do. In the backfield, the much-anticipated, at least expected return of Marcus Knight. I know he's going to be working his way back in, but the running backs group has a lot of different styles of guys, but a lot of different talented guys. Xavier Harris was tremendous as a freshman a year ago, and it seems like he's taking the next step as well. So uh, how would you evaluate what you've seen out of the running backs there on the Grizz offense so far in fall camp? Man, the running backs are they're, they're so talented. I mean, for Marcus X, Nick, they – I mean, they're, they're all – running backs that could, you know, take it to the house on one play. And, uh, you know, they all they, they all bring a, a different skill set, I think. But, you know, when they all mesh together and we're all out there on the field, I mean, uh, they're really a special group. Lucas Johnson joining us here on Nuanas Now. It's our Grizz Star of the Week. We'll do this each Wednesday during the 530 slot. Most of the time, guys will be joining us right after practice, but Luke is taking some time uh, out of his Wednesday midday to join us here uh, on ESPN Radio. And the last uh, position group I'll ask you about it is your offensive front, and I know that there's a lot of question marks about that group, but they seem to very much be aware of those question marks and be basically be saying, hey, bring it on. You doubt us. We're going to go uh, show the world what we can do. So what do you thought of their mentality? It seems like they definitely have a chip on their shoulder, and that's a good thing if you're an offensive lineman. Yeah, of course. I absolutely love those guys. I mean, they've been working their tails off this whole camp and then summer and the spring. And, you know, they've been 
they, they, they've been doing everything that uh, we've asked for them. And I think uh, they're, they're going to shock a lot of people this year because I think they're probably one of the best groups in the country. And I think, and I'm staying bull behind that because, you know, all the, all the, all the work we put in with them, I think uh, they're, they're going to be really good this year. Let's talk about this weekend then. Saturday, 1 o'clock kick, Washington Grizzlies Stadium, Northwestern State of the Southland Conference coming to town to take on Montana. First time NSU has been to Missoula since 2004. So it's been quite some time since the Demons were here in the Garden City. And, uh, Lucas, I know that they've sold you on the program and uh, just how much enthusiasm there is for Grizz football, but you get to actually see it and experience it for the first time on Saturday. So what are you anticipating this being like running out of the tunnel at Washington Grizzly Stadium for the first time? Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been looking forward to this day since I got here. I mean, as all I see all the videos people post um, online about just how crazy and how loud the stadium is, and you know, r- running out that tunnel is going to be just amazing. And I can I can't wait. I can't wait to run out with my team and just you know go to battle with them. When it comes to the opponent. An interesting prep for you guys to be sure because new coordinators for both the offensive and defensive side of the ball there at Northwestern State. I know their offensive coordinator, he left uh, just about uh, 10 days ago or so, maybe even less than that, August 21st, when uh, Cody Crow resigned there at Northwestern State. But on the other side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball, uh, how do you go about sort of uh, gauging what what to prepare for as a quarterback? How do you go about sort of getting ready for this thing when you don't have a lot of film to watch on the other team's defensive schemes? Yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta go back and look at the old DCs uh, where he came from, and uh, you know, you you put a lot of trust into the coaches. I mean, the coaches are gonna they're they're, they're gonna get a game plan together, and and you just gotta put trust in that. And you know, our, our coaches did a really good job uh, with, with our game prep this week, and you know, so we just gotta go out there and just play a game, and you know, all we gotta do is just play together as a team, and you know, we'll just stick together and. You know, we're going to have ups and downs, but, you know, we just got to ride it out and, you know, just go play the game. Lucas Johnson, our Grizz Star of the Week, the debut of this segment for our second season doing this. It's presented by Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. Lucas, a senior quarterback for the University of Montana. Thanks for being here, man. This was great. Great talking to you. Look forward to actually meeting you in person. But in the meantime, best of luck on Saturday. Yeah, thank you for having me. So there you go, the new starting quarterback for the University of Montana, Lucas Johnson, a senior graduate transfer from San Diego State University. The Grizz Star of the Week is presented by Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. Visit the Bob Ward's North End Zone Stadium store on game day. That's a game day Saturday, this Saturday. Missoula's best selection of gear, accessories, and more from the top brands like Under Armour, Nike, Blue 84, and uh, many other selections. You can also stop by Bob Ward's at 3015 Paxson. If you take a photo with a new Monty mural, uh, you can get entered into some fun contests to win some fun prizes. You can also shop online 24-7 at bobwards.com. Give you some Dave Matthews tickets and get you set up for the rest of the week. Right after this, keep it right here. New is now, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. 
Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. If you are the one that picked this one, you picked right. Thanks to all of the people that texted in for our Dave Matthews Band giveaway. Dave Matthews Band live at the Gorge all weekend long here. Labor Dave back in action there in central Washington. And the uh, fine person who texted in, Big Eyed Fish, is their favorite Dave Matthews Band song. Me too. You nailed it. You get the two passes there to DMB at the Gorge. Congratulations. Uh, I actually don't even know who you are, but whoever you are, have yourself a wonderful time. Andrew will get back to you. Uh, we'll get you the logistics of how to get these passes, and uh, you are going to have yourself an unbelievable time at one of the best live acts that exists in the world today. Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Wednesday. If you missed anything in today's show, fun show, we heard from Brad Laird, who's the head coach of the Northwestern State Demons. NSU is in Missoula Saturday, 1 p.m. kickoff to play the Montana Grizzlies uh, to open up the 2022 season. We also heard from Tommy Villot, Montana State's sophomore phenom quarterback out of Butte, Montana, a guy that's one of the most compelling characters in the sporting scene in the Treasure State right now. We talked some Major League Baseball, Albert Pujols' farewell tour, Shotei Hotani's historic season, and a home run race for Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees. We heard from Ryan Tutel, former co-host of this show. He was our guest on the ESPN Roundtable, talking all things NFL and Big Sky Conference football. And we heard from Lucas Johnson, senior quarterback and captain for the Montana Grizz football team. You can find everything from today's show on the Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by the M Store, the Montana State Bookstore, and the Advocates. Tomorrow, another jam-packed show, Gary Goff, who also brings his team from Louisiana to the Treasure State. McNeese State plays at Montana State for their Gold Rush Saturday evening. Uh, 6 o'clock kickoff from Bobcat Stadium. Gary Goff, the head coach of McNeese State, he'll join us here on Nuanas Now tomorrow. We're also going to have an excerpt from my podcast segment with Ty Gregorak, longtime college football coach on both sides of the greatest rivalry in the West and now into his third season as an analyst for us at Skyline Sports. And now he's on the color commentary for the Bobcat football television broadcast as well. So it'll be great catching up with Coach Ty. We'll have more division winners as well. And then I must amend, I teased Levi Weshi, Bozeman head coach, later this week, specifically Friday. Bozeman High School plays in Missoula Tomorrow against the defending champion, Missoula Sentinel Spartans, two-time defending champions, I must say. So Levi Weshi, Bozeman High Head Coach, will join us tomorrow. And uh, we'll also try to catch up with Dane Oliver as well. He and I played phone tag, Missoula Sentinel's uh, head coach today. We'll have those interviews for you to preview the game tomorrow. Also, the Sentinel-Bozeman game will be right here on SWX Montana Television tomorrow evening. Uh, so very much looking forward to that. And uh, Friday we'll have a fun show as well. McNeese State, play-by-play guy. Uh is going to join us as well as the McNeese State beat writer uh, for the local paper there in Louisiana. We'll also hear from Todd Hughes, Missoula Loyola head coach, Ryan Nelson, the Missoula Hellgate head football coach, and Matt Johnson, Missoula Big Sky head coach as well. So we got jam-packed uh, last couple days uh, of the week coming at you right now. Last uh, memo for you, we will be back in action at our ESPN College game day on Saturday as well. 
We'll be broadcasting live from 11 until 1230 from the Chamber of Commerce parking lot. We'll have all sorts of fun people to hang out with. We'll be broadcasting from the back of an RV uh, that, is be, that will be provided by RV Truck Sales. We're also going to have a whole bunch of friends down there, Domino's Pizza, Pepsi Cola. The Badlander's going to be slanging drinks. Uh, a whole bunch of other uh, great Missoula businesses to help support our fun tailgate party. So you can catch us down there on Saturday morning for our ESPN College Game Day, the first of the 2022 season. We'll be back at it tomorrow with a jam-packed show. In the meantime, have yourself a wonderful evening. We'll see you at 4 p.m. on Thursday. This has been Nuana's Now ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.